When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to episode number two of the DCAU Reviews Discuss This League. I am Liam, and joining me, as he always does, is Cal. Cal, it's our second episode of this Discuss This League bonus episode format, and we have another wonderful panel of guest stars to help us discuss... What else will we discuss? We're on the internet, after all, so we have to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're probably technically a little bit behind with getting this episode <laughs> out there. This would have been relevant like six weeks ago when it actually debuted. But hey, life happens and we figured we'd still want to talk about it because we're, we still think it's relevant. So and as you said, who if you're on the internet, you have to be talking about the Snyder Cut and all things Snyderverse and the future of it. So we figured what better format to do that than in our Discuss This League format where we have a roundtable discussion talking about uh, just ideas and thoughts about uh, screaming into the, the ether of the, of the internet to figure out what our opinions of these topics are. So we do have an amazing group with us today excited to introduce them uh first and foremost for my virtual left i suppose uh (laughs) we are excited to have on from uh the pizza and parsecs podcast we actually were guests on their podcast just a few short weeks ago they had us on very kind to have us on to talk about batman mask of the phantasm so we are excited to return the favor and have them on welcome dave and Liv from pizza and parsecs dave and Liv, welcome to discuss this league episode two hello hey guys thank you so much for having us and the honor was ours loved geeking out with you guys about about some batman action and excited to do continue that with the snyder cut today that is right. And then also joining us, Liam, uh, our, our, our co-friends, our, our compadres from the Pod Tower YouTube channel, and uh, just the behemoth that is the Watchtower database on the YouTube. That's right. It is Mr. James Strecker. That's right. You may know him from starring in many of the Watchtower database's amazing YouTube videos. Uh, we call him our first two-time guest on the program. James, welcome to discuss this league episode number two. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you can hear the applause sound effect that I triggered just now. I don't think it's working. <laughs> if, it's, if it is, then okay. Oh, I don't think it did. Anyway, that thank you. Sound yeah. effect. Uh, <laughs> what, do, can you hear it? I don't, I don't know. A little bit. You or not. Can you hear this one? <laughs> it was a tr- okay yes, okay that- i can't hear th- i can't hear the playback anyway <laughs> that's part of your show now uh yeah hi uh, 
I like how I'm a soundboard. I like how I'm from the Pod Tower now, uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah, you should go subscribe to the Pod Tower. That's where all the DCAU review episodes are, or at least they will be whenever uh, you guys decide to finish uploading them yeah, or finish. Uh, on we're on it because I, I pass I pass that on that on to you guys. <laughs> I was like, I don't have enough time anymore. Well, I will good. say I I want to talk about Mask of the Phantasm, so have me on to talk about Mask of the Phantasm. So <laughs> I'll talk for days about Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, uh, he'll talk better about it too. That's He's, right. Oh no, no, don't say that. <laughs> Even though it's true. All right. Uh, I, no. <laughs> as much as we would love to talk about DCAU stuff here today, we are technically talking about. What the internet dubbed, even though it pains me to no end, it is not officially the DCEU. They came out and said a long yeah. time ago, that's not what it's called. It's called Worlds of DC, but nobody calls it that. <laughs> so we're, call, we're talking about the Snyderverse, aka the DCEU, which is just the worst name for a, a cinematic universe, in my opinion. It's the worst of them. Uh, I think even worse than whatever they tried to call the the monster verse of like when they were trying to do the, the universal monster, <laughs> the dark universe, yeah, whatever they were calling that. It was yeah. it was like that slightly above DCEU in my book. But <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about the Snyderverse today. Before we do, uh, why don't uh, you you folks? We'll I'll uh, head it over to Dave and Liv real quick. Uh, you guys just want to give a brief synopsis, introduce yourselves, uh, talk about what you guys do on the pizza and parsecs. And then uh, we'll do the same with uh, Mr. Strecker. Definitely. And so we are Pizza and Parsecs. I'm Dave. I'm Liv. Hi. <laughs> and we do a geek podcast talking about, you know, your, your, your Batmans, your DCs, your Star Wars, your Harry Potters, that kind of stuff. We're just a bunch of nerds over here. Well, it's not uncommon to, for podcasts to be, have yeah. nerdy content right now. <laughs> I, I feel like in 2020, there's there a time a dozen, and we're number we're another one of those. Yeah, I didn't know you're gonna make me introduce myself again. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Round three of introductions is coming next. That's right. <laughs> next time it'll be written form. <laughs> so I hope you brought a we pencil and paper. A paragraph, yeah. <laughs> But no, that's a, we. Uh, of course, as we mentioned, we were uh, we were lucky enough to be guests on your guys' show recently, and had a great time. And you guys have a great dynamic as uh, as you have a very uh, a great conversation about all varieties of of pop culture and nerd nerd culture on on your show. So love that you guys are here. And then uh, James, just in case a few folks don't know you. You are, of course, the proprietor of the Watchtower Database uh, YouTube channel, along with a few other guys, and uh, as well as, uh, of course, you're also on the Pod Tower YouTube channel with us. Yeah, and, so uh, perhaps of more importance, the Pod Tower. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, you, 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 you got it. I'm Watchtower Database guy, uh, one of three. Uh, I listened to the last. Uh, whatever this is called discuss this league and there was the whole the whole intro of like yeah i mean maddie's on here usually we have james but he's not always cracked up to be and all that kind of <laughs> like i i always end up listening to podcasts in the shower it's like the only time i have time to listen to them and so i'm just standing there naked listening to you guys trash on me i'm like thank you thanks so much i, I have no way to defend myself uh, in this in this situation i can't even get to my phone and be like are you kidding me <laughs> yeah. it's all good i'm i understand i you yeah i usually am the go-to guy and i'm honestly it was it was fun to listen to 
a, a, a watchtower database um, input on something that was not my own. But uh, everyone listening to this today is not so lucky. Haha, <laughs> sorry, you have to listen to James <laughs> talk and talk and talk. But yeah, uh, yeah, watch youtube.com slash watchtower database. That's me and us and you kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you all for being here. We're excited. Let's get to it. So we're going to do this in roundtable form. We're going to play ping pong back and forth here with the questions. I'll let Liam kick us off with the questions here for you guys. Uh, feel free to talk uh, as, uh, as you please as Liam throws you that question. All right. So starting off our panel, it's a pretty basic question, but it's pretty open-ended. So feel free to go as, uh, as long as you would like with the answers. Uh, I'll start with Liv. We'll do ladies first. Just big picture. Dude, did you like the Snyder cut? And like, what are the, what are the high points of this, of this four hour behemoth of a film for you? Uh, Yes, I loved the Snyder cut. I watched it twice in three days, um, which I think it could be said that's a lot, but I don't see why anyone wouldn't want to watch it twice in three days um it was i i enjoyed it and i think um some of the high points for me were just the depth that we got to go into with all of the characters and a little bit more back hit you know backstory with cyborg and flash um i felt like everything kind of just flowed together really really well in the storytelling aspect um and yeah, I just, I didn't feel like it was four hours. <laughs> well, that's, that's quite a compliment for a, for a movie that long. So, uh, all right, we'll move over to Dave now. Dave, your big picture thoughts. Did you like it? And kind of what were the, the standout moments for you? Did you also watch it twice in three days? I watched it three times in three days, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would have watched it three times, but I watched the theatrical version in between. So, Ooh. Ooh, I'm yeah. sorry. We'll get to that. That's, hey, that's, actually, that's a question down the line. It was a, it's a good thing. Yeah. And, and to and to that point, right? Because, you know, we talk about the Snyder Cut right now. There's also the Whedon Cut that up there, the theatrical cut. So I do love what we got with the Snyder Cut. But I'll put a caveat on that and say, but not at the expense of what we got with the Whedon cut. Whedon cut's far from perfect. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I've, I still feel like there are mirrors to it. My wife actually has a lot of really profound thoughts around that oh, as well. Talking me up. <laughs> <But> <laughs> profound. I, I feel like with the Snyder cut, it really took its time to set up this, this incredible atmosphere and tone that really sets up the characters, gives you the time to really connect with the, our heroes, even and even with our villains too, right? You think mm-hmm. about the uh, you think about Darkseid and Steppenwolf, that family dynamic that they have going on there. You get to really dive into that that desperation behind um, behind Steppenwolf incredible i i thought it was outstanding awesome and that will bring us to mr strecker james uh big picture thoughts what did you like about it did you like it at all yeah i was gonna say if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't like the snyder cut you should probably just stop 
the the podcast because <laughs> we're just gonna talk about how cool it is the whole time, which is fine. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll off also up top. Uh, whichever one of you DCAU review boys, because I can't see your faces, whichever one of you said it was the the DCEU. Uh, that was Cal. Okay, uh, I think the 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 hardcore release the Snyder cut uh, peeps are going to go get down your throat about how the, uh, I'm pretty sure Snyderverse and DCEU are not interchangeable uh, <laughs> descriptors. I think, uh, I think it's supposed to be DCEU is the like theatrical justice leagues continuity going forward. And then Snyderverse is just the first three, you know, man of steel, BBS, this one. Uh, but I you digress. Um, <laughs> I, need a, I need a correction sound effect. Correction speed for. run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stuff you messed up right now. Uh, the, uh, I really liked the movie overall. Uh, there was not, I, 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 I didn't hate the theatrical when it came out. I do remember feeling disappointed that the tone is basically just that the, the tone was such a big shift. Uh, mm-hmm. And, but then it wasn't until, uh, we came out of the movie and there was some article within the next couple of days, even of like, here's everything that was supposed to be in the movie that you didn't get to see. There was going to be Green Lantern at the end. There was going to be Dark Side. There's going to be this and this and this. And I'm just reading it going like, oh, my God, this would have been so much better. What the hell? Like, What did they do? Why did they do this? And just being mad, you know, since what, November 20th to 2017 or whatever, <laughs> what are they, like two or three days after the movie came out. And, and so I was never in the uh you know spam the release of Snyder Cut hashtag group or anything like that but I was definitely in that like mindset of oh I really hope we get to see this someday um and so to finally get to see it was was a a great joy uh because I I wouldn't have thought that it would have happened this soon I guess like I, I would have thought that you know maybe we'll see it someday in like 20 years there will be some sort of you know special dvd release or your blu-ray or whatever of Mm -hmm. of of the director's cut or something and and by that point nobody will really care that much but it'll be really cool to see and but the fact that you know whatever societal uh internet norms are these days that allow these sort of things to happen (laughs) and the whole situation with hbo max and everything that allowed this to exist uh i'm just really glad that i got to see it and I, i think that that's probably a good a big influence on why i liked it so much was just the i don't know excitement of of getting to see all the differences all the different editing choices all that kind of stuff the behind the scenes aspects of it so i think if if i hadn't have known you know if this was the original version of the movie if i hadn't known all this stuff that was going on if i hadn't if i didn't have the comparison i think i probably would like it a little less than i did but i still mm-hmm really like the movie a lot to the point yeah i have seen it i think three times since it came out not in the span of like two days or whatever but (laughs) i have seen it several times already and i think that says a lot about you know i i had not seen the theatrical cut since it came out in theaters because i was disappointed enough in it and i'm i agree that it's not like a broken movie it's not a terrible movie uh, but it obviously like what it was supposed to be i think uh, is is a lot better the end of james's segment 
<laughs> well, that's awesome. And that will bring us to our second uh, question. And I'll have Cal answer that. We touched on it a little bit there, but uh, I'll let Cal. Yeah, it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the elephant in the room because we know what we got. And then we saw what we could have had theoretically. And, uh, and that'll lead into our second here, uh, our second question here from Cal. That's right. Uh, before I get into that, just quick survey. Did uh, any of you folks watch the black and white version of the Snyder Cut? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I, I didn't know there's a black and white version. Yeah. I, I knew that there was one, but I Justice thought he only great. released it in some like at like some special events i didn't know that was even i, I fast forwarded to the joker scene because there was like a rumor that the dialogue was different and then uh -huh. it wasn't and then he released a like different version of the scene on youtube that it has like unfinished cg green screen background and uh -huh. has like one extra line from joker <laughs> i'm like okay i guess i didn't really miss anything so. that's where the this is a society line is yeah with mm -hmm. lost the time forever uh, we, we released the society cut that's right all right so all right so, question, two. Yeah. <laughs> question two for you guys it will start with uh we'll start with james this time uh oh so we talked a little bit about it but uh you touched on it briefly but specifically doing the comparison between the two the whedon cut and now we have the snyder cut uh what did you what did you feel like the snyder cut did better uh, what did you feel like maybe was not as good? If there was anything that you felt like the Whedon cut did better, uh, what in the compare and contrast between the two, what did, uh, what did James find? Uh, Dave touched on this a little bit with Steppenwolf, I think was the biggest uh, enhancement of this for me. Like I can I guess cyborg is, is, either a close second or Steppenwolf's a close second to Cyborg, but th those are the two, the robot guys, the big shiny metal guys. Those are the, <laughs> the two, uh, those are the two like greatly uh, increased in quality aspects of the movie there. I, I think uh, it, it's been a pretty unanimous uh, all around. Like I, you know, I watched this movie with a couple high school buddies of mine. We did a movie review on the Watchtower Database channel. Uh, they had previously reviewed Batman v Superman in the theatrical Justice League with me. So I figured even though nobody on Watchtower Database knows who these two random dudes are, I'm just going to have them on <laughs> for this because it makes sense. Uh, they really liked the movie. I really liked the movie. My parents really liked the movie. My father-in-law really liked the movie just all these people from different walks of life different uh like reasons to watch it or it, you know my father-in-law did not even realize what he was watching at first like he was like i, I thought haven't i seen this I, this is the they okay batman has the big crab and like uh i swear i've seen this movie like that, that just kept happening he just kept like asking me questions the whole time like what's going what is this kind of a thing i had to keep re-explaining it but all these different people just really liked the movie and and i think that says a lot about how much more of a cohesive movie it is like that there it's it's just enough lightheartedness compared to the just dour uh, nightmare world of and no no pun intended i guess of batman v superman uh not that i hate that movie either but it's it's a very you know it's it's real sad and stuff and mm -hmm. and, and the mandate of like make this one happier uh and then just going overboard as soon as they didn't have to do whatever snyder wanted them to do uh is 
very apparent in the theatrical cut of like just make it as as light and happy and funny as possible uh and when you watch this one like i've heard a bunch of different other reviewers say it but i think the snyder cut is actually funnier than <laughs> the theatrical cut and it doesn't it's not even really trying to be funny it just wow. has jokes that actually play out well i guess they're not like forced they're not cringy necessarily all that kind of thing uh, but I think Steppenwolf is my go-to. Like I keep rewatching his scenes. I keep, uh, you know, oh, all the different aspects of like making the multiple Skype calls to Desad. Like just saying, just <laughs> I've. Do you have the third box? Uh, not yet. You know, just constant all that stuff. Why did you call me the asshole? Kind of stuff. <laughs> like, just, that's just, that was that was so much more than just. I'm bad guy was like his entire thing in right. In the mm-hmm. theatrical. So uh, uh, obviously his, his physical design is way cooler. Also, uh, you know what he was mostly originally supposed to look like. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's my go-to thing. Whenever people like what, what's so much better about the Snyder cut. It's the same movie, right? And like, no Steppenwolf, you actually give a shit about who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. And then just the fact that like, I don't know. He he just has a purpose <laughs> in the movie <laughs> other than just to yeah, be bad guy. So I, I yeah, I like it. The end again. <laughs> I don't know how to end these segments. We you do this so segmentedly, <laughs> and I'm not used to this. <laughs> so I'm used to talking. We're used to talking. a free flowing conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'll i adapt. All right, same same question uh, for Dave and Liv, and you, whoever wants to go first, you you can choose. Uh, but same question uh, between the two cuts of the movie, uh, assuming that you have seen both versions. Uh, actually, I know that you've seen both versions because uh, Liv mentioned that she watched it in between. But got to hear these profound thoughts that Liv has. But, oh my gosh! Uh, so let's <laughs> let's hear let's hear the profound thoughts and the uh, and and what you guys think as far as the differences between the two. What was good? What was not? I'm gonna let you go first as long as you don't steal my my notes. No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let you have your profound thoughts because those are definitely yours. Thank you. <laughs> Can't tell if that was a compliment or no, not. It, it was. <laughs> it was. The buildup to Liv's thoughts keeps growing. I can't oh wait. <laughs> watch the watch the beautiful like yeah. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> yeah we call that Chekhov's lives thoughts <laughs> we introduce it in the first out. Out. Yeah, you have to bring it back well I, th- I think the one thing that I'll say is with the Snyder Cut I really felt like it was such a uh, deeply personal movie to, to Zach you really sort of feel that and I, I experienced that a lot with Cyborg James just talked a little bit about what we get with cyborg here and you know his entire storyline ending uh ending with when he's in the uh mother boxes and he has that dialogue and ending with you Mm. know i am not broken i'm not alone and it just sort of gives me chills to see that on the screen and understanding the experience of what happened in Snyder's family with autumn at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also get that with some other subtle things like the ad for the AFS, AFSP 
uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm -hmm. uh, you see that big ad as they're driving off in their fancy pants Mercedes. <laughs> uh, just their fancy pants Mercedes. Yeah. Bruce's fancy pants. Mercedes. <laughs> Bruce's fancy pants. Barry couldn't afford that. Barry did not co-sign for that. <laughs> he brought the pizza. <laughs> Bruce brought the par six. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's my kind of movie right there. <laughs> but in all seriousness, there's there's those. I guess I would call it like an atmospheric nuance that just sort of makes it a lot more personal, given what we know about the story of Snyder's family there. Um, I, I can't not talk about Steppenwolf and, and piggyback on what James <laughs> was saying here. Uh, for me, the one of the biggest things was his appearance, obviously. Uh, just a very striking character, particularly in his eyes. I felt like you got a lot more expression out of them. Um, and then you had, you really get to see his desperation and trying to obtain the approval of dark side and get back to his home. It really sort of gives you that sympathetic villain that you can uh, attach to a little bit. I mean, he's a bad guy, obviously. You're not, mm -hmm. like, rooting for him, but you're kind of rooting for him at the same time. And then you get to experience that grind. Like, James made the joke about him Skyping Desaad. Like, you get that other motorbox? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you get to see that grind. It, one thing in the Whedon cut is I feel like he was just bebopping boom tube to boom tube, grabbing yeah. the mother boxes, and then, you know, going back to this, uh, to this home base here. Uh, you really get to experience like his sort of detective work and uh, getting to see what the parademons are actually investigating and stuff like that, which I really appreciated. And the one thing that I can't not talk about with Steppenwolf is his armor, his shiny armor, that reflective armor. Mm -hmm. And I feel like reflective is sort of works on two levels. Obviously, yes, it's shiny. It looks pretty. You know, ADD folks everywhere are like, yes, something for me. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like it's reflective of his emotions. It's almost an extension of mm -hmm. his emotions. Mm. Like you see when he's talking to Desaad, this guy that he's really trying to get the approval of uh, through Darkseid, of course. But it, you see Steppenwolf's armor and he has no spikes at that point it's sort of like a little bit more of a vulnerable position for him. Mm. And, and you see him when, when dark side actually shows up, like he's, he strips himself of the armor becoming in his most vulnerable state. Like he doesn't have that physical and almost emotional armor around dark side. Um, there's that vulnerability that you really get to experience with him. And I, I love that. And then you contrast that with when he's in, in battle with the, the league and he becomes all prickly again. Like I, I really loved the, how reactive it was to the situations that Steppenwolf was in. Loved that. Love that. The last point that I want to make, and I, 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 I don't know how y'all felt about it, but there's some like atmospheric settings 
that I felt like worked really, really well. Uh, one, the one scene that I really loved and some people would say that it's not ne necessary at all, but the singing scene with, with Aquaman going back into the ocean <laughs> on first watch, it's, it's silly, right? You know, she's, she's uh, getting a whiff of, of his butter <laughs> and then Aqu Aquaman slow-mos in the ocean. Um, but, you know, it really drives the point home of how the citizens of, of this little fishing community view Aquaman mm. in almost this sort of messianic, uh, almost like a god. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I kind of hearken it back to uh, how people might have reacted with, with like a Jesus type character sure. um, and the garments that he would have worn. And you really see that when she's taking that and then they they sing in unison almost in like exaltation and in mm -hmm. celebration of of this guy that comes in and is the protector of their village like little things like that i think just really amplified a lot of meaning in the snyder cut and Love especially that. comparing that to Aquaman's exit in that same scene in the theatrical, <laughs> where they do a very awkward, very obvious green he, like jumps backwards. Shot where, yeah, where he like uncomfortably, yeah, backward falls into the water. Just all this like <laughs> there. That was one of a handful of times where one of my buddies watching the movie with me. Just that was so much better. Oh my god! Like why <laughs> would they change that kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome i like that yeah i definitely think that's like a hallmark of the three snyder movies is that he wanted his superhero characters i think you could even see that in Watchmen. like they are not meant to be necessarily like like you and i like they are he like he very clearly views them as like modern uh modern myths modern you know greek greek gods so yeah i, I think that's definitely what what he was going for there all right, so it's the main event. Great. We've been waiting. <laughs> Bated breath. Um, so when I first watched the Snyder Cut, I made it a point to, after watching it once, I went back and watched the theatrical cut, uh, you know, Whedon's version. And then I went back again and watched Snyder's version. And I found that doing that gave me a different perspective on Whedon's movie. Really? Um, I was not a part of the like, oh, I hated that movie because it sucked. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I was too disappointed in some of the decisions made, but I also understood at the time, like the situation that was going on and why we got this version and not the version that we had originally been anticipating. Um, and mm -hmm. There was a lot of like really nice things about Whedon's version that complemented Snyder's version and vice versa. Like, for example, um, we can talk about Aquaman. I sat there and watched Snyder's version and it had been a, it had been a minute since I've seen the theatrical version of, of this movie. And I looked over at David at one point and I was like, when did Aquaman get a suit? I don't remember him going and getting a suit. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. I, 
missed something here. But then when I watched the theatrical version, we had this entire dialogue of Aquaman telling his sister, I actually need to borrow the suit. Like he has a conversation. So I see where Snyder didn't necessarily need that anymore because that had already been set up in the theatrical version. So for me, these movies are so complimentary because you can watch one and it makes the other a little bit more easily digestible, or you can watch one and it makes the other one make more sense. Um, We also get this like really cool dynamic shift in the theatrical version with Cyborg. Um, In Whedon's version, we see Victor struggling being a cyborg, like being a machine. Whereas in Snyder's version, we get to see this machine struggle being a hero and being somebody who works with others and being, you know, kind of more of the human aspect of being a hero. Both great narratives, both great different versions of a story they work together because we can kind of sit back and say, okay, I've seen Cyborg struggle with being a robot and now I get to see uh, Cyborg struggle being the superhero Cyborg, um, which works hand in hand with each other. Uh, I think that giving these two movies a label of this one sucked, this one was good, this one was horrible, this one was fantastic, insert whatever version you want underneath those but i think most dc fans are gonna lean one way or another Mm um i think it does an injustice to sit there and say well the whedon version was bad well the whedon version wasn't bad it was actually a really cool skeleton of what (laughs) the snyder cut was i think if i hadn't watched this the whedon version it would have made the Snyder cut harder to digest because it was four hours. There's so Mm. much in there that I would have been lost after hour two, but Mm -hmm. instead I already knew the bones of this, of this movie. I already knew what we were kind of diving into. And I got to pay more attention to the bigger pictures that Snyder kind of gave us throughout the entire four hour movie. And I got to enjoy like the epilogue and the the place that that kind of puts us. I got to enjoy each part and the places that put us. I got to enjoy the, you know, because I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, well, Barry's little like dog interview run around with hot dogs was boring and, and kind of pointless. But I got to enjoy that because it was a nice little breather from this darker movie but it was also this really fun backstory on really giving me that idea of Barry is hard at work to get his father free Mm -hmm. so there's my less than profound (laughs) opinion (laughs) well I I actually kind of agree with with that with the hand in handness of the two movies because I I think maybe there there's there's some stuff like in the Snyder cut okay when I watched the Snyder Cut with my friends, we watched the theatrical again the day before because I figured it would be the best way to compare the two. And there were a lot of moments in the Whedon version where uh, something would happen and we would go, how did, yeah, why did that happen? How did this thing get to, how did this person get to this place? How did this thing, like there, there was the whole um, scene, which is not the opening scene in the theatrical, but um, Batman going to the Aquaman town and you know standing there talking to the the fisher folk and all this stuff and he said it, one of my friends the whole time that that scene is happening they're like 
Bruce Wayne, uh, you know, he has access to airplanes and boats. And why did he ride a horse here? Kind of a thing. <laughs> and, and then in the Snyder cut, they actually take a couple minutes to be like, but no ships have come in for days. The, the the weather has been too bad and all this stuff. And we're like, oh, okay, thank you. But then on the other side of that coin are moments like uh, the end of the first big Steppenwolf battle in the, the sewer place. Uh, they're climbing up the wall on the night crawler and the water's rising. And in the theatrical, uh, Cyborg realizes he needs to go grab the mother box uh, from his house, from his closet, his dirty closet, uh, and just blast, <laughs> blasts out of the Nightcrawler. And you hear like an 80-yard line of the Flash going like, did he just bail? Like, did, did he just leave? The kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not in the Snyder Cut. He, it, it, the beat is exactly the same, but there's no little joke there. Uh, and that was actually something that I was I thought in the moment of the Snyder version of like, did he just, he just left? What? And I thought like, (laughs) okay, I could see those being times where whoever's editing the, the theatrical version, you know, they're told like, you really, you have to get this down to two hours. You have to, you know, blah, 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 uh, to get to that point and be like, okay, we probably need to add some little line here because that kind of doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that kind of a thing? And at least adding in that joke makes it, you you all, you all kind of relate to Flash in that moment and go like, yeah, why did he just leave? What the heck kind of a thing? That didn't that never felt like an added in line or anything weird like that to me. Uh, the, I think the problems with trying to condense the movie and still use as much original footage as possible come in the forms of the uh, the the best example that i've been using talking to people is the you smell good line uh, which is a very strange series of editing choices that led to that (laughs) uh, line because (laughs) in the I'll, i'll say original when i'm talking about snyder i guess uh the original scene is you know, of Superman coming back to life and he's fighting the Justice League and he doesn't say a single word uh, that entire time that he's fighting them. And then they fly off to Kansas, they land, Superman says, this is home. And then Lois Lane realizes that's the first time he's said something since he's come back and she turns to him and says, you spoke. And then he says, did I not before? And then in the theatrical, they had to add in that zany, do you bleed line Yes, yeah, a funny joke. Yeah, Superman's got to do a do you bleed? He's like, I know you, uh, Batman. I got to talk to Batman. And so the, the context of him having not talked that, that whole time is completely erased. So then when we get to Kansas, we in order to not just reshoot the entire scene, they just dub over you spoke with you smell good. <laughs> and then Superman still says, did I not before? And it's a completely different moment. And it's this very strange, bizarre, like, what is, what am I listening to? What's going on? And then you finally see what it was supposed to be and go, oh my God, that's so, that makes so much more sense. What in the world were they thinking kind of thing? But it's like, what else are you supposed to do? Like how, you know, you have to choose something that Lois can say 
that is that matches her lip flaps essentially like dubbing an anime or something and so i just i just imagine the phone call to amy adams like yeah we need you to come in and record a couple of lines one of them is you smell good can you, can you really sell that for us like it's just i don't know those are the things that i hate about the theatrical <laughs> but i do agree that there are moments that are are taking the Snyder version and actually like putting just enough of a little twist on it to be like, that makes more sense now. Then those things are, I think, missing a little bit from the Snyder cut uh, things that I think the Snyder cut is supposed to be this like pure, this is exactly what I was going to do kind of a thing. And maybe the theatrical had enough time to sit there and nitpick that enough to go. Some of this actually doesn't make sense. We need to fix a couple things. And now that we're back to this original version, some of those things are left unfixed, quote unquote, and are a little bit weird. But I, I just had to talk about the you smell good line because <laughs> at some point because I was just right. it's so weird. Anyway, right. <laughs> so before we move on, I did. And this can kind of be oh, whoever no. wants to jump in. I do have like a couple little amendments to this. There's two more things. One, none of you brought up the mustache. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, for reason. <laughs> what mustache? We don't talk. I about never that. saw a mustache. <laughs> uh, well, you can really see it, especially in that "Do you bleed?" moment that you talked about. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, but no. Uh, and then the actual real one is the scores are vastly different. They oh, God, famously yes. decided to replace Junkie XL and Hans Zimmer with Danny Elfman, who was a tremendous film scorer. But maybe his and he I think you can almost say he cheated because he used the Batman 89 and John <laughs> Williams Superman themes, which I like the moments in the Snyder or in the uh, we didn't cut when those play. But did, did, the, did the sound did the soundtrack being restored? Was that another part of why this why this worked so well? This is a question just for James, because we know how much James loves yes. the soundtrack. <laughs> just kidding. But no, ever, anyone can jump in. I just talked for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> don't let me, don't let me just talk forever. If you guys have thoughts, I do have thoughts on it, but if you have thoughts, say them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I personally appreciated both. Um, mm -hmm. I think the soundtrack for the theatrical version worked for the theatrical version. And I thought that the soundtrack for the Snyder Cut worked for the Snyder Cut. Um, I really, I, I feel like a lot of people had a hard time with the ancient lamentation that was played <laughs> over and over and over again for Wonder Woman. But personally, I really liked it. Um, I, I thought that that kind of brought us back to the origin for, for the Amazons. Um, one of my favorite aspects of the... Snyder Cut was the extended part of the Amazon fight because we see so much of Diana's like softness throughout the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984, throughout all of the movies she's in. She has that humanity aspect about her and not just that warrior aspect. Um, and in this particular version, we actually finally get to see the Amazons have that soft, empathetic sadness when they lose one of their own or multiples of their own, um, especially from, I can never say her name. Hippolyta. That one, um, especially from her. Like we don't- You already knew who she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I butcher it every time and it's embarrassing. Um, but the, the fact that we got to see that from her was so nice. Um, and I feel like in a lot of Wonder Woman's movies, we see a heavy aspect of Wonder Woman's uh, 
empathy and sympathy and love for the people. But, you know, through her battles, yeah, we see her warrior spirit, but I feel like the ancient, ancient limitations brought that warrior aspect out of Wonder Woman that we haven't really got to see its fullness of until the Snyder Cut. So I liked it whatever people have to say about it but I, I did love I loved the soundtrack the differences personally mm-hmm. come at me <laughs> <laughs> nothing further to add your honor yeah I, I, I dug the soundtrack for sure <laughs> he didn't he didn't have notes on that he just agreed with me on, <laughs> on his own that's really what's happening here <laughs> he's not reclaiming his time this time I'm not no. reclaiming my time <laughs> What is, it, what is it called? In, uh, uh, the oh, filibuster. Yeah, that's what my, yes. I'm about to do. Um, I'm just <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think, I mean, I, I do think that that little, the <laughs> stuff is a little, a little much, but it was a really nice return to form after one Roman 84. Like I, I, I didn't, I, I think that there were a lot of things, a lot of things I didn't like about that movie, but I, I think that it was really nice to like, oh yeah, this is what things were like in 2017 with Wonder Woman. I remember <laughs> that kind of uh, so was, that was good. Um, I, I had a couple moments that I thought the soundtrack did better in the theatrical. Um, one was when Flash tries to attack Superman at the monument and it time slows down. And you see a Superman's eye turn and see him and then they fight that whole bit. Other than I actually kind of thought, okay, of the two moments where they reused a 70s, 80s uh, superhero theme, the Superman one being like a minor version of the Superman theme in that moment, uh, the John Williams theme, that one worked okay, I think. I think Batman standing on the roof and just hearing a blatant Michael Keaton Batman theme was kind of weird like but that's not this batman what are you ta- what yeah. what is what are, okay weird choice moving on uh but the, uh, yeah the just the the kind of twinkliness i guess of the superman versus flash thing i think was better in danny elfman's version the only other time that i thought that was when we first see one roman standing on the uh statue and you in the theatrical you hear her you know uh theme song essentially that whole thing Mm -hmm. very like subtly coming in like oh it's wonder woman get ready uh versus in the snyder one you just hear the the uh, someone had referred to it as like amazonian yodeling or something like that (laughs) 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 and i was like it's not that but Uh, i actually have a quote okay like i'm gonna read it to you it hurts my heart <laughs> definitely not that but I'm reclaiming my I'm, time <laughs> i'm using someone else's words these are not uh yeah no I, I mean that was like a moment where oh the music okay this is gonna be really different because i right off the bat and just noticing that you're not playing the one roman theme here but then of course you hear it pretty quickly after that when she's fighting them uh but everything else i think every single other moment of the movie was a lot uh better matched like what i was looking at i guess uh like it you know obviously it fit in better with the man of steel uh hans zimmer style stuff going on i'm a big battlestar galactica fan so i'm a sucker for taiko drums and big bombastic loud angry sound effect kind of music (laughs) uh (laughs) that sounds almost more like sound effects than it does music uh 
so the so that kind of stuff going on in this you know meshed with oh and i like these superheroes i really like these characters and i'm hearing this cool music like that was great uh comparing it to the danny elfman stuff is i agree that danny elfman is obviously a very good uh composer he's very talented he's done a lot of awesome stuff he his stuff that he is known for is just as memorable as any james horner john williams blah 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 kind of stuff even hans zimmer if you want to throw him in there uh and but yeah he just didn't seem suited for this and it felt like a very last minute uh you know, oh, what do people like? They liked the 80s Batman. Get that guy kind of a deal. Uh, <laughs> we really got to get people to like this movie. We got to got to try way too hard to get people to like this movie kind of a thing. Um, that I kind of almost feel bad for him that he was he was he was given like a month and a half <laughs> to write the entire, you know, uh, score for for yeah. the original for Justice League. So it's not I don't totally blame him for the music being kind of meh. Uh, because what are you supposed to do? But I definitely that, and there were some silly things with uh, the Junkie XL stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he has to also write like six hours of music or something. Like the, the soundtrack is like six hours long, which I've also listened to a couple of times on just on its own. <laughs> but but like, there's moments like I'm spoiling some of the better jokes from our review video, but uh, where they're entering the uh sewer place to to fight step to sneak up on steppenwolf as he's uh you know interrogating scientists and the music is just bam boom boom climb in the stairs yeah climbing up the stairs that's what we were singing the whole time it was just like it's such an intense like oh yeah here we go and we're just lazily following batman up some stairs <laughs> so, i was just kind of a good yeah but overall much better and and much uh like i go i don't go to the original justice league soundtrack like this is one that i'm purposely listening to often especially everyone's favorite track the the flash uh speed of force uh track when he's reversing time that whole thing uh, is a very very uh i mean that whole moment in the movie is a another big why would you change this kind of a deal um but yeah music good (laughs) (laughs) all right from there we will begin to transfer into our third question and that is obviously there's a flash movie coming sometime next year that's going to involve alternate realities and maybe we're going to meld some stuff we're going to take a little there's been a flash movie coming next year since 2015 (laughs) or something so sure has (laughs) but this one's filming currently i believe so I feel more confident. In this. Yes, but uh, but yes. So that begs the question, and we'll start with uh, with Dave on this one. What, if any, sequels do you want to see? Do you want to see the move the going forward theatrically? Do you want them to treat the Snyder Cut as canon? Do you want Snyder Cut to have its own sequels in a separate universe, or do we just let the Snyder Cut stand by itself? We leave everything in the Snyderverse alone from here on out. And we just move forward with what we're going to do. So this was a kind of a tough question because it's also taking into consideration, like if like how successful is like a, this idea of like the fans bringing the movie back to life and can they like get an entire universe of movies made as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so for me personally, what I would love to see 
is sure make it canon but like dc considering like we have this idea of a multiverse already right mm-hmm. so like sure make it canon but just as part of a different like universe um and let the dceu continue along the path that it's it's going down but sure let's see what happens next with with dark side coming to earth and wreaking havoc like why is Batman teamed up with with Joker and stuff like that? Like I I would love to see that kind of stuff, um, but I I yeah I would I wouldn't want to see the Snyderverse come to life at the expense of the direction that we're already seeing these going, like with the Flash movie and it bringing like the Keaton Batman back in there. Um, I wouldn't want it to impact things like that. But I think as DC fans, like we're no strangers to the idea of a multiverse. Like I think we can, we have the capacity to sort of juggle between the two. Mm -hmm. One of the most frustrating things in like, I don't know, the last 20 years was when I was like 10 years old and understood what a multiverse was. But (laughs) I've heard for the last 22 years that nobody, people are too dumb to understand that there can be two versions of Batman happening at the same time. Or that like the animated Rachel Ghoul is different than the Liam Neeson Rachel Ghoul in, (laughs) in, uh, we're too dumb to get it. We're just too dumb. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Say we're too dumb. Agree with that. <laughs> and, and this is also coming from like a a, a part Star Wars podcast. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It doesn't get any more dogmatic than, than Star Wars. Can we Wars. can we make can we make the Whedon verse uh DCEU legends and move on? <laughs> 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 oh, all right, Liv, what, what do you got as far as what would you like to see in sequels? Would you like to see sequels at all? Yeah, I mean, I think anyone who enjoyed the Snyder Cut would love to see that epilogue come to life. Um, I would love to see what that section, how that kind of develops um, on its own. Uh, I, I mean, I will wait 20 years if I have to to watch that because I think I think that sets us up for such a really cool new series of movies that we could be getting. Um I too don't want the Whedon version to be thrown out. Um, I would love for that to, to be its own universe. Um, I think they can work well together as multi-universe movies um, mm-hmm. where they're very similar, very different. You know, they can, they can work in its own, their own parallel kind of drive. Um, I would also really love to see the DC just franchise pull from some of their animated movies um we've talked about this before but i feel like they could really really go really nicely into dark apocalypse uh Mm -hmm. from from this justice league they could make that a live action movie they could just say hey this is canon we're just gonna start juggling around with our our animated things too like hey this goes next because it feels like it could go next it's it's a really cool it kind of just leads us into it. It's really, really nice. So I would love to see sequels. Will we get them? I don't know. Maybe if we just <laughs> scream loud enough, we got the Snyder Cut. <laughs> if we tweet think, hard enough, we will. We I would will just like to say, we want. I did not have Twitter until like last year. So I did <laughs> not know that there was this whole campaign going on. 
until we finally were getting the Snyder cut. I was sitting here like, I just got Twitter for the first time ever. Hi. <laughs> Please tell us about how much better your life was before you had Twitter. <laughs> It was great, but I really love Twitter because I talk to a lot of cool people now. So it's true. We got to meet you guys. We get to geek out with you guys today yeah. About, yeah. about a bunch of DC stuff and yeah. and dark this side. Would not happen today if we, if we were not for the, the Twitter. Well, let me let me make one thing really clear. I barely do anything on Twitter. Dave does <laughs> everything on Twitter. So. We would have met you because Dave got Twitter before I got Twitter. I don't do anything. I just pick on Cam Ray. That's about the extent of my, twi- my Twitter action. Big, awesome. Love it. All right, One- James, what are, you, what are you looking to see when it comes to uh, sequels, reboots, combining universes? What do, you, what do you want out of this going forward? I think my biggest fear is actually what, what Liv just said about, the, about Twitter stuff where people will take this as getting this movie as a win to like, obviously we can get what we want if we just spam everywhere, what we want. Uh, And to an extent, that is a reason why this movie got made, but there's 50 other circumstances, unique circumstances that led to this being a possibility that are not, you know, and and the difference between having a movie that's like 90% done versus a movie that does not exist at all like asking for okay i want another i want to see the you know the nightmare world justice league movie and all this stuff uh of course i would love to see it um i don't think that it's going to happen yeah i'm gonna eat my words in a couple years but i i don't (laughs) think it's going to happen uh unless something can get started on unless you know whatever level of time warner at&t etc green lights it like now because already even the final scene of Bruce Wayne talking to John Jones that was like an extra shoot is like, yeah, you're looking a little older there, Ben Affleck, than you did five years ago when you shot the original version of the movie. Like I just barely tell. And so to yeah, Liv talking about like, even if I get to see it in 20 years, it's like, but everyone's going to be 20 years older. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I want, I do want to hey, see it. Hey, <laughs> They made Mark Hamill look like that's OG true. Luke Skywalker. That's true. Yeah. So well, yeah, I'm, they could maybe even take that as part of the plot and be like, yeah, we've lived in this terrible Superman is evil world for decades, kind of <laughs> things. That's yeah. true. Um, but I, 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 you know, on the on the Watchtower database channel, we go into like super deep continuity dives on on uh, the DC animated stuff. So I'm not as up to speed on those, that level of understanding of these movies as I am of the cartoons Uh, on a surface level. All I can think of uh, in terms of like, which justice league do you count as Canon would be, there's like one line in the Aquaman movie when Mira first, which by the way, Mira is not his sister. That was kind of a weird thing that (laughs) I picked up on. It was like, when you mentioned that, Oh, uh yeah oh i thought she was talking about willem dafoe (laughs) (laughs) i'm not trying to say that as a mean correction thing i'm trying to say as like a i don't want to imagine the the aquaman (laughs) movie with mira as his sister but anyway uh, (laughs) but so there's some line when she like first picks him up uh to go oh you gotta come help us do whatever aquaman plot is i don't remember uh and she and someone mentioned steppenwolf someone says something about oh i just got done doing all this steppenwolf crap i can't do this thing 
which is an applicable line, I think, to either version of the movie. So it wouldn't like mess anything up. I think if you there's probably some timeline related thing or other really small thing that I can't think of right now that would affect it. But in my head, it you could say either version of Justice League yeah, as is is the real version. And then everything after that, you know, Aquaman, Shazam, all that stuff, Birds of Prey could keep going from there and be fine. Uh, but you know, I will, I will probably consider the Snyder version as like, if I'm going to watch justice, League, I'll watch this one. If I had to choose kind of a thing, uh, if I'm maybe if I only have a couple hours, I won't, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I want to see the sequels, but I don't, if I if they never happen, I won't be like extremely depressed about it. I'm not one of those people that considers like tie-in material any less uh, interesting or or canon or whatever than than the movies. So like stuff like one of the most interesting aspects of the Snyderverse uh, lore to me is that whole prequel Man of Steel comic where Supergirl exists and she's like that. There's a whole thing where her ship is the one that crashes in the ice in man of steel. And that's why there's like a, uh, there's one of those, uh, pods, the, 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 like, uh, cryogenic sleep pods are open in man of steel. And that's cause that was Supergirl's pod and she got out and she's out there somewhere. And that that's a whole thing that's probably never going to be brought up again, but it's there, it's out there in a comic. And so because of that, I think that if they were going to make, Snyderverse sequels and they wanted to make them comic books or novels or something like that, that I think that that would be just as, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of satisfying, I guess, to me personally, I don't think to a lot of people it would be, I think people would really want to see it on screen and that's great. Uh, but if they had to do it as a comic or something, and I, you at least got to see what was going to happen, that kind of thing. Uh, that would be that would be good enough for me i think if 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 it came to that i guess awesome yeah to your to your point they're currently working on sequels to batman returns right and, yeah uh i guess the donner superman film in in comic book form with some really talented folks working on those so yeah there's definitely there's definitely feels like there's a chance for it to, to continue on in some form or fashion going forward but that will bring us to our final question, which I'll, I'll let Cal uh, ask here. Uh, we kind of touched on it briefly, but uh, go ahead and hit him with it, Cal. All right, perfect. Uh, we, yeah, we did touch on it briefly, so I'll actually modify it, uh, call, call brief audible here, throw you, keep you guys on your toes for our last question here. So our last question was, do you think that we're going to see more fan campaign, Twitter-backed, crowdsourced, angry mob, whatever, <laughs> however you want to describe it, uh, demanding that movies get made. Uh, so that's part A of the question. Do you think you'll see more? We'll see more of those. And part B is uh, if you were starting, if you had any choice, any movie, any genre, any, any movie that you were demanding to get made, what would it be? So you were starting, you were starting that. So we're going to start with James. We're going to go back in reverse order there. Oh, uh say again what part b was <laughs> <laughs> part b is if you are starting that let's just say uh -huh. that you're 
starting a campaign. It could be oh. for any movie, any movie oh, ever. Geez. It could be a remake. It could be alternate cut. A, an alternate cut of a movie. It could be <laughs> own original. I'm sitting here going, oh, I don't know. And Dave just made a, a motion of like, oh, I got it. I, I know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I think actually I'll be quick about it. I, I think uh, the I, I'm pretty on board the jail reunion uh, train on Twitter. Uh, but I think I, I have a, I brought it up on our podcast a couple of years ago. I, I wouldn't be surprised if no one remembers it. I uh, <laughs> have an, uh, my idea for the like plot or whatever of a JL reunion would be to not, it doesn't have to, you know, take anything on the actual DCAU timeline or anything into consideration necessarily, but uh, just do have it be literally called justice league reunion and have it be set however many years by the time the movie gets made it, that it's been after, since Justice League Unlimited ended uh, and have it have the characters have aged that amount of time and that kind of thing. So like maybe Batman is retired, maybe, uh, you know, everyone else is kind of like got their own thing going on or they're, you know, Wonder Woman maybe in exile or, you know, some some sort of dramatic stuff going on with everybody where they have to come together and do the thing again uh and not have to like deal with whatever you know, they have they have to okay well you know one last ride kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and and so that kind of thing i would like to see i i i think no matter what the justice league reunion movie ends up being because i think it'll pretty doubtlessly happen uh that people there are going to be people that are that love it there are people that be disappointed whatever uh that in my head is the best way to attack it where you're not worried about like making it exactly the same as it used to be the thing that people loved so much in 2005 and whatever (laughs) like just do whatever's currently happening the actors have aged the characters have aged the world has aged just do just do a movie i don't care and but that's that's (laughs) my (laughs) that's that's the one that i want to hop on but a very specific version of it that i want to hop on i guess uh and that's probably I, I don't really have any other franchise that I care enough about to like get behind. I mean, I'd like to see more of these Snyder movies, but it's not something that if, like I said, if it never happens or if it happens in a different medium or something, I will be okay with that. Uh, the fact that this one happened at all is very nice. <laughs> awesome. 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 All right. So Dave has, has an idea. So, uh, Live, I'll go to you before I go to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you like that twist. So we got to get to the, okay. the profound thoughts of Dave. Yeah, That's right. So, uh, Liv, do you have one that you would like to see made that you would like have enough passion to get behind to start a Twitter campaign about? Yeah, I do. Um, I would like to see like more of these origin comic books come to life in movie form. Uh, like uh which one do i like the most batgirl sorry uh i would like to see like a batgirl um one come to life i would like to see some lesser characters like raven or beast boy like from the teen titans i'd like to see an origin kind of construction of a movie of some sort like that i think those would be really cool i could get behind those because i'm a huge raven fan i love her story i love everything about her uh, so when she was in Dark Apocalypse, I was like, "This is everything." <laughs> that was like a character, yeah. 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 Um, so I, 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 I started Twitter campaign for that. I'd actually get on Twitter for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would, I would veer off my regularly scheduled uh, picking on people and actually <laughs> jump put, in on that. Put, put on the hazmat suit and dive right into that toxic atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's toxic. I'm the president. It's fine. <laughs> it's good. Well, all right. Well, last but not least, uh, let's bring it home, Dave. What about yourself? So, I mean, look, I, I, I want to, I want to briefly go back to something that James said and say I completely agree with. You know, there are, were a lot of factors that made the Snyder Cut happen, and in some regard, I feel like what we got with the Snyder Cut was sort of a almost a lightning in a bottle scenario. It's a, sure. a lot of right place, right time things happening. You know, we're in the midst of a pandemic, and they green light this as well. Um, having said that, you know, thinking about like, is this going to become a trend? We've seen this happen twice now within the last few years. The first of which was with the Sonic movie. Fans mm, right. were, were oh, yeah. with the, <laughs> the design of Sonic. Still have yet to see that. And then there was a second campaign started by me to try to get them to put the first design back. <laughs> really take off as well. I need to see that cut, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, the redesign for that, the animators, they didn't get paid for right, redoing yeah. that, like, wow. which is a super crappy move. But... Wow. So the first instance was with Sonic and then we get it again with the Snyder cut. And I'm sitting here like, I'm thrilled that we got the Snyder cut. I love what we got here. But to some degree, I feel like it's like a really sort of scary precedent that it might set. And I've got a quote from Dr. Dre Alitamendi, who I think we we know here from the Arkham sessions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she says, what I have observed is an enduring false sense of ownership which can manifest as abuse, threats, and strong, intense reactions when a story doesn't go their way. Fighting for the unseen cut of the film became a cause in some in some quarters, the worst behavior metastasized. They're shouting and people are listening to them. Even if it's negative comments, they're getting positive reinforcement to continue down that path. So in that light, I think that it's the the fan the idea of a fan campaign while it's it's cool i think there are some implications that go along with that so like my own my for my own fan campaign uh years ago i was actually part of fan campaign to bring back the sarah connor chronicles on fox oh, nice. <laughs> i love that show like i was part of you know save tscc like I, I bought hundreds of stickers and would just randomly place them on street signs <laughs> in the city. You would. You would. I, I was doing that. And I'm still sitting here like, what fan campaign? I would still do that. Like, I still want to <laughs> see what happens in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Like, that was such a great show. Wow. Um, Game, Game of Thrones, what's her face? Chick, uh, Lena Headey. Yeah, yeah, she's still rocking it she can still do it <laughs> summer glow who yeah awesome yeah, yeah. you would brian austin green <laughs> that, that show is summer better glow. than the last two or three terminator movies so. <laughs> uh well i appreciate it that's that's great that's hilarious also uh live with the commentary <laughs> this, this is for but, was that dave was that your lightning mo- light bulb moment of oh yes. i got it i know what i'll do okay yes. <laughs> that was my light bulb tremendous. moment tremendous 
Well, thank you guys. Uh, we are yeah. so thankful that you guys came on here to uh, spend the time today talking about the Snyder Cut uh, and uh, be part of the second edition of Discuss This League. Uh, we will now give proper time to plug all of your social media and podcast handles and websites and everything. Uh, Dave and Liv, we'll start with you guys because I know James he will be talking for several minutes because he's just got so much I, stuff. To I never do that. <laughs> well, again, we uh, thank you guys so much yeah, for you. having us. Very grateful to be here today to be able to get out with your with you guys. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We have been Pizza and Parsecs. Uh, you can find us on pizza and parsecs.com i was prepared to introduce myself again so yeah pizza and parsecs.com uh where you can find links to all of our all of the podcatchers your itunes your spotify's things like that we've got social medias though we're mostly on twitter at pizza and parsecs and i'm dave wait what <laughs> I'm exasperated. That's quite the name. (laughs) I'm just confused. (laughs) I don't understand what's going on. Well, thank you guys for both coming on. Make sure you guys check them out. Give them a listen. Uh, Just wonderful. Two wonderful human beings, let alone just entertaining podcasts to listen to. So absolutely. Thank you guys for being here. I had fun meeting you guys. (laughs) You would. Thank you, man. And uh, yeah, so James, uh, we now have uh, 10 minutes of time for you to plug uh, everything that you have because you've got many, many Uh pots on the stove and many not what is it something in the fire i know, I know what you mean fire, tires yeah. in the fire no that's tires in the fire no. <laughs> i've got many, yeah many dumpster fires going on over <laughs> here um I, I will say i there was you know i repeated some of the stuff i said in our movie review on today i said some new stuff today there were like 30 other things that came to mind every single sentence that anyone else but me said in this podcast would spark another like oh yeah and that thing about the <laughs> snyder cut that i want to talk about and then i would forget about it by the time there's so much to talk about with this movie and i at like if we did like six more episodes of this exact same thing i think i would still have more to talk about <laughs> it's just a it's a very unique uh turn of events that made this happen and it's 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 very interesting to me but yeah i'm a watchtower database uh youtube.com slash watchtower database uh everything else is at dcau watchtower facebook twitter instagram patreon twitch uh tumblr no that's like that's something else (laughs) I don't. I don't remember. MySpace uh, around anymore? MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, yeah, you guys have uh, Friendster. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on uh, GeoCities. Uh, <laughs> I did have a GeoCities at one point. Anyway, uh, we yeah we we put out uh, weekly videos on DC animated universe topics, and occasionally, you know, once in a blue moon, there will be something else uh, like the Snyder Cut review, etc. Uh, we just put out a very long. Uh, video episode of our Will It Canon show uh, on the Batman the Adventures Continue tie-in comic book uh, that you should go check out because I put an extremely long amount of time into it, a lot of work. Uh, there, There's a lot of 
not to toot my own horn, but there were a lot of YouTubers retweeting it that I have never interacted with going, what? I didn't, nobody told me we could make content this good or something like that. So <laughs> please go, please go watch it. Uh, even if you haven't read the comic, I do impressions of half a dozen other YouTubers uh, that I had a lot of fun with. Um, so that, that was a good one. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for having me on again and wading through all of my, uh, <laughs> mouth dribble uh my word vomit today and i i always look forward to, to guessing on these things because i literally just turn on the microphone and talk and i don't have to do any of the editing and it's fantastic and I love it. isn't that nice yeah it puts me in a better mood i think when i don't know it oh god and now i have to listen to all of this again and I, have to, mm-hmm. I have to cut out the ums and you know all that stuff really. It's great. You have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky me. But uh, no, but thank you guys for coming on. We're, we're very grateful to have you on. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to us also on your favorite podcast app for our regular episodes. We also are a part of the Pod Tower database along with Watchtower database. And uh, and the boys over at Tim Talk, who could not join us this time, but uh, joined us on our previous edition of Discuss This League. So, uh, for this week i think we're about wrapped up liam anything else no just yes definitely thank you to our guests uh you know dave and Liv had done two podcasts on the snyder cut already and james as he mentioned i did listen to one of those by the way you're not not just (laughs) i'm not just brand new but yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh and and and, and james as he mentioned had done his youtube review so we appreciate that you all would take the time after already spending a good deal of time and effort uh, doing your own reviews to come on and be part of our uh, overall Snyder Cut and DC Films discussion. So, yeah, just thank you to all of you wonderful, lovely people. Absolutely. Well, and until well. next time, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we'll join you on the next episode of Discuss This League. And the DCAU Review. Bye-bye. On the next Discuss This League. And whatever music that you play in the outro that I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to let it hang in dead silence for a couple seconds and then leave that in. (laughs) 